Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. It's the summertime in Tucson, Arizona, and probably wherever you might be. Greetings, I'm Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. It's good to be with you on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Uh, how's your summer going, Steve? Uh, doing great. Yeah. Got any more plans? I know you've already I done got, some traveling. I got tons of plans. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. going to be a very busy summer for me. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. good. Uh, I have the usual no life summer. <laughs> <laughs> so. I've got high school reunions and oh, wow. uh, visiting family. Um, family vacation, family yeah. reunions, and all kinds of things. Wow. So I do have something uh, uh, kind of different. I have my uh, my sister is coming out at the end of July. Yes, the sister you didn't... Never knew. Never you, knew I had. That you weren't aware you had, yes. I have a half-sister I found out a, about a month ago through uh, Ancestry DNA test that I did. Uh, actually kind of just curious as to my... My background, I kind of knew I was Scotch-Irish, part English and all that, but I was kind of doing it to confirm that. Plus, I was kind of looking for maybe, eh, maybe I could find some more information about my mother. And uh, actually, what happened was I uh, found out more information about my dad's side of the family, yeah. as he had a daughter back in the 1930s. Yeah, so yeah, it was amazing. You were, uh, you mentioned, oh, I'm going to go talk with my sister. I'm like, I didn't know you had a sister. Yeah, and you said neither did I yesterday. <laughs> yep, she's my half sister. She's 81 years old, and she's very healthy. And I've, I've done Facetimes with her and text. In fact, she texts me quite a bit. And so her and her couple, couple of her daughters are coming out here. Uh, I guess then the end of July, so they can meet my brother and I. And we'll have a little sort of a family reunion, I guess. It was really more touching for her, I think, because she had known that she was, that she had a father she never knew about. She, Uh she had, and I won't get into it because it would take, you know, take all podcasts, but, but she was wondering if she would ever find any kind of a connection. And then I popped up on ancestor.com or whatever it is. And, and I was a match. And so we uh, talked and talked and realized, yep, sure enough. She's my half-sister. I'm her half-brother. Oh, wow. So it's a lot of fun. So I, I think it means a lot to her. I mean, it means a lot to me, but, you know, she was going for years and years just kind of wondering. Yeah, you had no idea. I had no that, idea. And, yeah. But she did know that there was... Right. Yeah. She was so, hoping. Yeah, that, well, uh, cool. All right. So anyhow, let's get to the real reason we're doing this podcast. So we're, we're talking about fun church ideas for the summer. Yeah, we work with churches. That's what we do. We are a tech company that helps churches use technology with streaming, mobile apps, and all that. But we... Uh, quite often talk about other things that uh, can help your church grow and help your church, you know, become a better church, yeah. so to speak. And we're going to talk about fun church ideas for the summer because we are in the summer. Yes. So these. number one on our list. So number one would be uh, one of your favorites. Have a church carnival. <laughs> oh, this is, this is my favorite. Actually, we do this at our church. You do it all the time. Yeah, we do it all the time. So... Um, we do it I mean, primarily as an outreach, and we really right. promote the. We call it the big event. Yeah. So it's really it really is just a carnival. It's a carnival yeah. where we have um, come to church and you get a meal. A meal, you know, jumping castles. Yeah, right? jumping castles, all kinds of stu- cool yeah. stuff for the yeah. kids. Yeah. 
and free food for everybody. So um, wow, it's just yeah. a way to reach the community. Yeah. We promote it really big within the community, mm-hmm. and we'll get you know we get a ton of people yeah. that come and uh, participate in the the big event, well, and then they'll stick around. Yeah, I, I mean, percentage of those guys will come back the next week. And it must be working because you keep doing it. I know we did it uh, when I was with your church in the 1990s. We did it a little bit. Uh, we didn't really call it the big event, but we did it back in the days of Randy White. Yeah, this uh, was. But this is a little more sophisticated. It may be. Maybe it's just it's matured, a little more yeah. organized, yeah. Um, better promoted. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a ton of volunteers that participate mm-hmm. right? because there's. Like I said, we're feeding, you know, that's, I think, one of the, the, the kid thing and the, you know, the, the yeah. jumping castle and all the stuff for the kids, as well as the, you know, a meal, grab sure. a hamburger, hot dog, and mm-hmm. sodas, um, as much as yeah. you can eat and drink. Um, yeah, that's a great, great way to reach your community. And I think one of the things you mentioned is Akita, uh, actually, Akita, everything we're going to talk about today is, is really getting it out there and promoting it well. So your community knows what you're going to do here, right? So that would, but it seems like it must be working because you guys yeah. have been doing it, and it becomes your church becomes very visible when you have these huge yeah. blow up, uh, yeah, big jumping big castle jumping things castles out front. and uh, slides and all that. Yeah, good deal. So uh, consider a church carnival. And there's lots of uh, lots of little businesses out there that will rent you the jumping castles. In mm-hmm. fact. And man them for you. They'll man them for you. They're trained chaos managers with a bunch of little kids. Well, And and just as we know, make sure they're anchored well because there have been some (laughs) jumping castles. I I haven't seen this lately, but a couple years ago there was like – Yeah, they blew away. Blew away. With with kids inside. Kids were inside them. And a big wind came. And I don't know if it was here in Arizona. I guess – I don't know. I've heard about this too. So, you know, it starts bouncing off of roofs at homes and – I mean, we're joking about it, but I think it, you, could somebody could serious. get seriously hurt. So, so yeah. But so all right. are the professionals. Yes, Leave it to the professional. Yeah, make sure it's well anchored. So have a church carnival. Great opera. You can even do a pastor dunk tank. Yeah. Don't that's, about that. We did that at our most recent one. And key volunteer and staff dunk yeah. tank as Good. well. So. Did Jeff jump in it? Did he do it? I don't know. He's kind of. I think he might have. He's kind of prissy. He may not want to do that. I yeah, know. I All think right. he may have. So anyway, that's an idea uh, for the yeah. summer. And right. so number two on our list here is sponsor a community yard sale, and we do this. Actually, our youth group does this okay. um, church wide, mm-hmm. maybe twice a year. Yep. They're they're moving into. Um, the flamingo season. Do you remember the? Flamingos? I do remember that. That was Katie. Uh, Katie Love's idea. Yeah, was yeah. it? I thought, well, I thought it was. I, I thought just, it was a national thing, but well, it, maybe it is. Uh, well, it may be national, but she was the one that kind of brought it. Yeah. To, to a live church where you go, where I and I was there too. Yeah. So for uh, those that are not aware, what a flamingo, uh, what the youth group does is they will randomly um, pick a yard and go and stuff twenty five. Uh, flamingos in their pink yard, right. those you know, lovely yeah. pink, yeah. Um, fl- fake fl- flamingos. And so, yeah. what they okay. do is they sell insurance, or they'll you can pay to have somebody else's yard done, or you can have to have pay to have them removed from your yard. Oh. So it's a fundraiser for the youth group. But what's going on right now? What we're talking about number two is this yard sale, right? And yeah. our youth group. Does the same. They approach the whole church to donate mm-hmm. items, and right. they just sponsor a community yard yeah. sale. 
I think these things are good because uh, most churches, you know, if you have some property, you probably have a fairly decent parking lot. Mm-hmm. And so you can get some exposure, uh, promote it, uh, promote it, you know, in, to your community. And uh, you can certainly raise some money out of this deal. Yeah. Uh, and you could certainly make your church a little more visible. So it's a good way to raise a little bit of money. And also, as we're talking about here, all these things kind of brings people together. Right. And they work together and work together as a team and helps create relationships and build some bonding. So, all right. Yes. And as we go through this list, my, my church has done several of these. Yeah, uh, the next one, number three, is host an arts and crafts fair. Arts and crafts fair. Yeah. Yes. Similar to a yard sale, except, except instead of selling somebody's junk, you get some maybe some more creative type of people yeah. uh, who uh, maybe want to show off their artistic right. abilities and talents. Yeah. yeah, we found I was really surprised to see the number of artists and the quality of yeah. art yeah. that was coming out of um, people that come to the church. Huh. And yeah, some, yeah, one of the more surprising ones was this kind of rough and tumble guy who's I considered more of a. A mechanic and an outdoorsman, yep. but he was uh, an oil painter, and he did just a great huh. job. I think I might know him. Is he? He's been there for a while. Yeah. Okay. What's his name? Jerry. Uh, I'm trying to think if I know Jerry or not. All right. Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, actually, my church has done this too, uh, and we also add a we add, we actually add a bonus. We we actually provide some wine and some soft drinks, and people want to have a glass of wine and. Look around. Now, of course, some people listening to this podcast would say that's not a good thing to do, but everybody's a little different. Every church is a little different. And so, uh, so we make it kind of a, a high end yeah. well, wine, wine and cheese arts and yeah, crafts. Exactly. Uh, and we, we actually make, we actually would ask people to donate for their glass of wine. Oh, yeah. And one year I went and bought really, really cheap wine, and I, I got a lot of grief from the staff and leadership because it was really cheap stuff, you know. But we made some money on it. <laughs> Which, you know, <laughs> anyhow, let's move on. Yes, moving uh, on. <laughs> so number four on our list. Partner with your local minor league baseball team. Now, as as Steve, you pointed out earlier before we did this, we don't have a minor league team in Tucson anymore. Yeah, we which, did. Which I think is a many travesty. Years. I think it's a travesty. I, I think it's ridiculous we don't have one. Uh, I mean, north of here in Phoenix and everywhere, you know, lots of spring training and there's some minor league stuff. But uh, but years ago when we did have this, my radio station, my Christian radio station, worked with our local minor league team, the Tucson Toros. In fact, I threw out the first pitch one time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that was fun. I actually got on the mound. Because you were the DJ, huh? I was the guy. I was you the man. You were our local celebrity. So I threw that thing and I got it there. I was on the mound, too. Some of these people, you know, they, they throw out the first pitch and it's, you know, they're like, you know, 20 feet away uh-huh. from home plate. Not me. I was 60 feet, six inches. And I got it there, too. It was a little bit outside, but I got it there. <laughs> I think I impressed them, but uh, they didn't sign me up. So yeah, or bring you back. <laughs> they didn't bring me back for, for as a relief pitcher or something. But, but what we're getting at here is that there's lots of minor league teams around the country. And lots of them, in fact, uh, yeah, I knew the guy here really well. Uh, uh, Mike, uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name off. I'll get it wrong, so I'll feel bad. But uh, they're very creative in getting oh, yeah. people to come. Right. So when there's you... lots of fun stuff at minor league baseball games. Yeah. I, yeah. I have, uh, we had um, bats here at the house, mm-hmm. and they had yeah. bat night where yeah. 
you know, all the kids would get a bat, a baseball yep. bat. Yep. Uh, they have wacky promotions, you know, different mascots running around, lots of amusements. And so you can get involved and you have your church get involved. And uh, you can even, in some cases, even raise a little bit of money for your church for maybe a specific thing you're doing for your church, you know, for the youth group or some right. kind of a missions, missions thing. So there's lots of creativity there. So you might contact, uh, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you have a minor league baseball team somewhere in your area, you might contact them and say, hey, yeah. we'd like to get our church group could, involved. What can you do for us? Yeah, they can participate in, set, in concessions or yeah. mm-hmm. have cheering squads. I know yeah. the company I used to work for, I think it was them, they had a, they had a booth that, uh, at the minor league game. Oh, yeah, well, yours would because you, yeah. you work for a big uh, aerospace yeah, companies. So yeah, but but yeah, but true. I mean, so uh, seriously, consider that. Uh, you know, partner with your local minor league team. If you can't do it this year, put it on the books for next year. Yeah, or you can even you can reserve the booths too. You can, mm-hmm. as a church, go in and, and yeah, that's and true. Reserve a booth. Yeah, and, I mean, you can do that. I mean, we have the Diamondbacks up in Phoenix, and you can even do things up there. Yeah. But uh, but what I'm getting at with the minor league teams is they're they're usually a lot more flexible and. You know, they're just trying to get people in the door. Right. And so they'll do all sorts of crazy stuff. And it's a lot of fun. It's fun for the whole family. All right. So number five on our list. And this is going on with a, another organization I've been a part of recently this summer, which I'm like, wow, this is tough in the summer here in Tucson. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. number five is hold a charity golf uh, tournament. Charity golf tournament. So uh, golf obviously can be kind of expensive, but... I don't know any hobby that's not expensive, but uh, you can get an opportunity to have people. There's probably people in your church that play golf and probably get together and, and, and figure out some kind of a tournament you could do, uh, you know, and I mean, in Tucson, you could certainly do it in the mornings or evenings or something, but you know, not everybody listening to us is dealing with 107 degrees out here, yeah, but it's not going to last long. But though. Yeah. And so, you know, you could certainly do something. Uh, with your local courses, talk to them about maybe arranging something. You could, again, maybe even make some money off it. Not, yeah, set not it up as them. a fundraiser yeah. for the youth group or something like that. And, and again, all these things, you know, when you get people together, uh, it's it's usually a good thing, you know. So even if you're not making money on a thing or not making much, you know, you get people together. Maybe you find out that there's a couple people in your church that you didn't know played golf. And you get out and do something with them. And before you know it, you're friends. Yeah. All right. So uh, next on our list. Organize a chili cook-off. Yes. I've not done this. I've not been to a chili cook-off, but these are pretty common. Yeah. In Tucson, we have a lot of these things. Uh, Of course, we're in the southwest here. But, uh, again, something to consider. Uh, a chili cook-off, you know, you could get people to come around, get, get people lined up with their favorite chili recipe. Uh, have them have them set up different tables. Have people come in to judge the different chili. Uh, you know, you could do all sorts of things here. Maybe even again, uh, come up with some prizes. Maybe donated from some local businesses. Uh, maybe even if you really want to get serious about it, at, and open it up to the community and even have people that don't go to your church who like, who maybe are chili. What's the word? Uh, uh, chili experts, that's not the right word, but you know, people that are really into that, yeah. maybe they could come and be a part of it and, uh, it doesn't have to be just a have church you been only to a thing. Chili? I have, but it's been years ago. Oh, do they have a, you can get, who can eat the most hottest chili uh, you, contests or things that, like that? Or yeah, that's out there. Some oh, of, yeah. some people do that. 
I mean, you can get really creative with these things. So you can get crazy. And again, it's a lot of fun. You could maybe raise some money if you want to do it right. Uh, But you could certainly, uh, you know, again, make it open to the community. People find out about you, hear about you. You know, maybe do it in your building, in your church building, or maybe in the parking lot if the weather's nice. Yeah, Yeah. something to think about. All right. So the next on our list for things to, ideas for summer, Mm -hmm. to kind of get through the summer downtime is uh, number seven is put on a talent show or a concert. Yeah, I like the concert idea better, but uh, there are, you know, there are some people you might know in your church that have some hidden talent, uh, stupid human tricks or something <laughs> like Letterman used to do, but concerts, <laughs> I'm more into the concert thing. Uh, you know, and, and again, you could... Um, I know we, when I lived in California, they had uh, fairly regularly, and I'm not sure if they were sponsored by the church, but they may have been. They would have concerts in the park. Right. In the evening. Yeah, you could do and that. with mm-hmm. you know, they get some they do the concert and do some mm-hmm. fireworks and yeah. just everybody would just come yeah. to the park and bring a blanket and yeah. it was you know, sit and listen to mm-hmm. bands and yeah, Right. It was a, a great way to and it was just you know, it's drawing in the people that were that lived right in that neighborhood. Yeah. Uh I did this uh I've done it in Tucson, but I, I did it in Kansas when I was pastoring in Kansas and we used to have a, a big Fourth of July event in Junction City, Kansas. They still have it. It's a big event. And our and our actually our ministerial alliance was a big part of that. So there's a lot of churches involved and uh, we brought we brought music we brought musicians in. Yeah. I mean some pretty well known musicians uh, to do concerts in the evening and it was great. We we brought ELO in one time. Really? And and it wasn't the total original members. Not the Electric but, Light Orchestra, but the well, it's electric Edgar's well, Loser. No, no it was it was <laughs> it yellow, was but yellow. it was somebody. I mean, I don't remember who was missing now, oh, but okay. they sounded great. They sounded yeah. good. You'd never know. It wasn't. Wow. I mean, it was most of the original band members. And, of course, you know, you and I know this in Tucson. There's a lot of people that come through here that are, oh, yeah. you know. And so uh, it, it may not be that difficult for you, number one. Uh, if you wanted to get something on a smaller scale, maybe your local talent, or if you could bring somebody in uh, that is, you know, maybe a nationally known name, but was 20 years ago, they still tour. I mean, a lot of right. these people still tour because they still love music and they still love playing. Yeah. And so you could, and you, and you know, you could even work out some kind of a deal where maybe if you've got some really good local talent, they could maybe open up for it or something. I don't know. But again, uh, put your heads together. Think a little bit about it because you could certainly, as you mentioned, do something in a park, do something in a different venue, and uh, you know, put some banners up or something about your church. Invite people to come. Eh, it's just a thought. All right. Yeah. All right. So number eight. Number eight. Uh, and here's one that we've done, and I don't know if you guys have done it for a while, but having some kind of an outdoor movie night. Yeah, and this is a real easy one. Yeah, it's very easy to do. It's it's easy. I mean, I did this back in the eighties. I mean, just put a put a a white sheet up back in the oh when you had a nineteen eighties. You just put a with sixteen millimeter film. Yeah, and you a, just throw <laughs> throw a projector up there and shoot yeah. it, and you know, put it on the back of a bus or something. You know, a school uh-huh. bus, and and put a you know put a sheet on it or something, and you could do. I mean, we used to do this in Mexico. We would go places and 
and have you know like we'd show the Jesus movie, Jesus movie, and yeah. and that kind of thing. But you can do that locally and do different things with it, you know. And uh, of course, now with technology the way it is, you can do it outside or inside. Yeah, and you can you would need to license the movie you're showing, right? So uh, that there's that's a good question. There's ways I, to. I haven't done it for a while. I don't know. Yeah, I think I've seen in some of the magazines that I go through. It you know this you can. Licenses movie for your church, so there's okay. I think organizations out there that allow you to that would make sense. Pay license different fee. movies, you know, maybe not not the current Star Wars movie or anything nah, like that, but no, uh, but something maybe not too old or yeah. maybe a classic, you know. So yeah, put, putting on some kind of a movie night again is is a great opportunity, and uh, you may not raise a lot of money for it, you may not want to, but you could sell hot dogs and maybe sell sell pizza. You know, maybe some snacks and, mm-hmm. you know, make it kind of pay for itself. And again, we're bringing people together. That's what we're talking about. And then the last one I have uh, that I, I thought would be something that we certainly should consider, and that is, you know, do something for your community kind of as a social justice activity. You know, uh, we work with an organization called Habitat for Humanity, and it's a great opportunity. You can just contact, you know, there's Habitat for Humanity almost everywhere now. In the, yeah, you know, the I know States. at my actually my former work place as well. We would they'd organize an event through the work where mm-hmm. I mean through work where they'd get twenty five fifty people come mm-hmm. together and you know go attack a right a, a couple of homes yeah for the day yeah and so. you can even do something. I mean we've done it with ten people where we've gone to help a homeowner you know fix their home up. And it's and I think with Habitat for Humanity, it's only exterior, at mm-hmm. least what we were doing. So you don't go in their house, but but it's, you know you you paint, fix their gutters, uh, right? Work yeah, on this was all yeah, roofing and yeah. exterior yeah, stuff. All exterior stuff. But it, it, the reason I like it is again, it's it's a great way to serve your community, but it's also a way to bring people together from your church. Yeah, it's a good idea for a life group yeah, as well, or exactly. maybe a couple of life groups to go together and say, hey, let's go uh, spend an afternoon mm-hmm. swinging hammers. Yeah, you can do some things, build some relationship, and, and help people. And, and it's not just Habitat for Humanity. There's other things out there. We have a uh, one of the attorneys in my church has a deal he works with called Tucson Homeless Connect. And so twice a year, they set up a thing, not at our church, but down in downtown Tucson at the Presbyterian Church where it's a big facility. So they have all sorts of people come in to serve the homeless uh, from getting haircuts to uh, even – they even set up a temporary court. If they've got some legal issues, they can walk in. A homeless person mm. uh, can walk in and maybe get something fixed uh, through the court system. They have uh, obviously some healthcare things. It's all portable. They even have portable dog groomers because a lot of the homeless people have pets and they can bring their pet and the dog can get taken yeah. care of. And It reminds me of the Habitat Humanity. I knew there was a connection. I have a, a, a good friend from high school that was on staff for a church for many years and he was um, – Changing his career and moving into the con, uh, building mm-hmm. building construction business, and he said he got up to speed by just volunteering with Habitat for Humanity <laughs> yeah. on the whole uh, construction process yeah. and stuff. So, 
Yeah, I mean, it, you, you learn something and you help people, and I, you know, I've I've enjoyed talking to the homeowners because they're involved. Part of with with Habitat for Humanity, the homeowner needs to be involved, so they're out there doing stuff too for their mm-hmm. own home, and so you get to know them, you get to talk to them, and and uh, you know, you find out, hey, this person's really a a sweet person, you know. So anyhow, these are just some activities that consider doing. Uh, we call it fun church ideas for the summer. Might be able to raise a little bit of money if you're lucky. Certainly can bring some people together. Certainly can can kind of shine the spotlight, so to speak, on your church. Uh, you know, which is a way again to reach people, let people know you're there, uh, be available to people to help them, and uh, something to, to consider. All right. Sounds good. All right. So we are done. We'd love to get your feedback on this. You've got some other ideas. Just send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. That's one of our domains because that's one of our companies, streamingchurch.tv. We help to uh, bring technology to uh, churches and ministries. That's what we've been doing since 2001. Yes. We're going to do a 20-year anniversary in a couple of years. Oh, wow. Yeah. We should do one in a couple of years. It's coming up, up pretty soon. Us. There you go. I never thought I would see those years. Yeah, see? I I got a a driver's license. Here in Arizona, they issued driver's license for, what, 25 years? Yeah, something something like like that. that. Some crazy. I remember seeing my driver's license didn't expire until 2019, and I was thinking, man, that is... That's so far away. That is never... I'm never going to be in 2019. We'll never make it there. Yeah. But... uh, but you are, you will. Yeah, it's and, like 2021. Uh, JSL Solutions is still around and doing well. So, uh, all right. So we're, we're done. So he's Steve Lacey. I'm Phil Thompson. And again, we always love to hear from you. And we hope this uh, podcast has been a good thing for you. And catch us again next time for another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care.